Hello, and welcome back to the All Access Lacrosse Podcast. I'm Isaac Strand, my producer, Graham. What up, what up? Presented by the Zima Podcasting Network. As always, thank you for everyone who's been listening and sharing our episodes. I love seeing, I love the text from everyone, like saying, oh, I listen to your podcast. I love it. Keep listening. I hope you enjoy it. As always, you can stream our other original shows at zimapodcastingnetwork.com. And you can find this show at zimapodcastingnetwork.com slash podcast. All right, Graham, what do we got today? That was going to be a fun one. It's been a couple weeks since the start of the new year, but I wanted to go back in time a little bit looking at the decade in review, and I want you to give me a breakdown of some of the best lacrosse teams of the 2010s. This is really tough. I've been looking. There's so many talented teams. There's so many talented players just across the board. It was so hard to kind of narrow it down, but... And it also depends because I kind of gauged my how good the teams were based on four different things. I went to the players' professional success after graduating college. I went to their collegiate success, whether it be championships or Tourson finalists. And really, the final one that kind of made the decision for me was how much fun they were to watch and how much they helped kind of grow the game of lacrosse and get it out there, just more exposure. So with that, I'm going to 2014 for both of my final two, but for two very different reasons. Before I do that, I have to mention teams like 2017 Maryland. They won a national championship with Matt Rambo, Connor Kelly, and Colin Heacock, who are great players professionally. Obviously, Matt Rambo won the PLL MVP last season. And so, but they didn't make my final two, which it, that's what makes it so hard. There are teams like this that won a national championship. They have so many good players, but that shows how talented lacrosse has been the past 10 years. Another team that I wanted to put in, but I just couldn't figure it out, was 2012 Loyola. They went 18 and one. They won a bunch of big games. They won the national championship. And they really, they did it without a ton of huge names besides Scott Ratliff. You look at their roster and without guys who are fans of Loyola or who watched lacrosse that year, you aren't going to recognize a lot of those names. But they went 18-1 and and won a national championship. So you have to mention them at least. With that, we're going to dive into it. We got 2014 Duke. They were my, they were national champions that year. They went 17-3. and and they had on their roster, they had Miles Jones, who was a PLL All-Star. He was one of the best players in the MLL when he was first drafted. And he was an All-Star in PLL and was a participant in the All-Star Weekend Fastest Shot competition. Again on their team, they had Jordan Wolf, who was the NCAA Championship Tournament's most outstanding player, a 2018 gold medalist with Team USA. And he was, again, he was an all-star for the Chrome in PLL. So he's, you have to mention him. Deemer Class is another player in the PLL. He's on Chaos. He's a participant in the PLL All-Star Weekend Accuracy Competition. Another great player from college to professionally. And Will House, who is also in the PLL. He's a midfielder on Chrome. He was also on the 2018 gold medalist team. So that team really, it dominated for most of the season. It ended up... They beat Notre Dame in the national championship with Notre Dame 2014 was another incredibly talented team. 
you had Matt Landis, you had one of the most talented defenses of all time, and they're able to beat them for the national championship. So, but they're still not my favorite team of the 2010s, which is crazy. They won the national championship, and like you can look at this and say, how are you going to pick a team this from the same year that didn't win the national championship as better than the national champions? But if you look at this team, they lost in the semis to Notre Dame that year. They went 13 and five. But it's more of the stretch. It's more, instead of specifically 2014, you got to look at this team, 2013, 2014, 2015. And that team's Albany. Albany lacrosse from 2013 to 2015 was almost on SportsCenter every single week. They were a walking highlight reel. And it all started with Lyle Thompson. Lyle Thompson just got picked by Inside Lacrosse as the player of the decade. So obviously, you have to mention him. He won two Twarton final, two Twarton awards, but in 2014, he won the Twarton with his brother Miles Thompson on the same team in the same year. It, they're the only Native Americans to win the award, and they're the only players to both be given the same award the same year. They did this because prior to this season, the record for points in one season was sitting at 115. Lyle Thompson scored 128 points, and Miles Thompson scored 119 points. So they both broke the single-season record in points. So it was like, you have to take them both for the Twarton. I remember seeing an interview with them, especially with Lyle, and he was like, it was weird because they were going into the award, the finalists and everything like that, and they knew one of the two was going to win. And they were both rooting for the other to win it, and they had no idea that they would both win it together which is crazy. Um, but Lyle Thompson went on. He has the most decorated college lacrosse career. He's the best player in NLL. He won MVP for the NLL in 2017. He won MLL MVP 2019. He's, I mean, go back, go on YouTube, and watch Thompson Brothers Albany Highlights. I guarantee you'll be hooked. I started watching it, it was, it was 2014, so that was six years ago. And I was watching them like I was almost every day. It was, as soon as that season came out, saw it on SportsCenter, I was like, I got to watch this more of it, you know? I was just hooked. It was a lot of fun to watch. They're both on Iroquois national team, which is always, they always compete in the world medals. They always compete in the indoor world championship. And they're just incredibly talented. And the fact that, they were both on the same team for three years. Or four years, I guess, they're on the same team. But it was just incredible. They were so much fun to watch. And they really just... They, took, they changed the game of lacrosse because they changed what people who watched lacrosse. They went from... It was pretty much if you played lacrosse or knew someone who played lacrosse, you watched it. But other than that, there weren't too many, besides the East Coast, lacrosse fans where it was just, you don't have any connection to the game, but you love watching it. And I think they changed that because being on SportsCenter, people saw that on SportsCenter Top 10 every week, and they were like, dude, who are these guys? Like, they're playing lacrosse, and it's incredibly fun to watch. They changed how Albany as a whole, Connor Fields, you look at Connor Fields, who I talked about last week as the runner-up for MVP. He was a freshman in 2015 playing with Lyle Thompson, and that completely changed his whole game. He ended up 
Lyle Thompson's first all-time in points, and he's third just because of the influence that Lyle Thompson and his brothers had on just the game as a whole and him specifically. But going back to 2014, why I picked 2014 over 2013 or 2015 was because the amount of professional talent that they still had. I said that was one of the criteria for having one of the best teams ever. And they had Lyle Thompson, who I talked about as just incredible. Miles Thompson, like I said, won the tour time with Lyle, 119 points that season. He's an all-star in the PLL. And Blaze Reardon, who I talked about last week as the goalie of the year in the PLL, he also, also go on YouTube. While you're on YouTube looking up the Thompsons, look up Blaze Reardon goal because he has one of the best goalie goals ever. He took it from coast to coast, made a spin move, and ripped it top corner. It wasn't even – it was insane because he's huge. He's a big guy running down the field, making guys miss all over the place. It's hilarious. It's still showing all over the place on highlights. But he obviously translated well professionally. Troy Ray was another was another player on the PLL, on Chaos, part of that bomb squad I talked about last week. So it's, it's incredible. The amount of talent that was on that team and the fact that they didn't win the national championship is a tribute to teams like Duke and Notre Dame, who was just incredible. So like I said, the tiebreaker, while they all have professional talent, they all had incredible college success, my tiebreaker that made me choose 2014 Albany over 2014 Duke was the effect that they had on the game. Because Miles Jones is great. I'm not taking anything away from that team, obviously. They're incredible. Miles Jones is still one of the best players in the PLL and in the world. But the, cha- the way they changed how people watch lacrosse, how people play lacrosse, just the style, it's more loose, it's more free, I think is a tribute to how Albany coach Scott Marr played or how he coached their team, how he had their players play in practice. Just be as creative as you want. Be as free as you want. Just we're playing lacrosse. Have some fun with it. And I think more coaches are trying to emulate that now, which is exciting. That wraps our show up today. Um, 2014 Albany is my favorite team from the 2010s. Hopefully we can do this again, talk about favorite professional teams, other I mean, I missed I missed so many teams. I'm not I don't want to disrespect any team of 2010 to 2019 because <laughs> there's so many good teams, so many good players, but obviously I gotta pick one and I'm going with Albany. So thank you, everyone, as always, for listening in, for sharing, and have a great week.